0: Welcome. Thanks for joining us. This is Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, we have a conversation with Lisa Rawlinson. I guess if you had to describe what Lisa does, you would say that she reads tarot cards. But really, it's much more than that. On her website, openwindowmeditations.com, she describes it as, Using Clair senses, tarot and oracle cards, and creative processes of painting, drawing, and writing, I access and communicate guidance and messages. And that seems like a much better description than just reading tarot cards. She does go on to say that her focus is on empowering you with deeper clarity and insight to create positive change in your life through healing and manifestation. Now, Tiana and I were extremely fortunate to get a reading from Lisa before we made the recording for this episode. And can I just say this real quick, I am really loving all these readings and sessions that I've been getting from all the different amazing people by doing this podcast. It's been such an honor and an incredible experience. I feel truly blessed. But as I was saying, Lisa generously offered us each a reading, and I don't know what I was expecting, but it definitely wasn't what she came through with. Quite frankly, I was blown away. And maybe it's because I had no expectations that I was taken by surprise, or maybe it's because of the quality and type of information that came through in my reading. In any case, Lisa's reading really hit home for me, and since then, I've revisited the materials she gave us several times, and it seems like I get something new out of it each time. I just want to say one more thing before we go to the conversation with Lisa. Since we've started doing this podcast, I feel like my life has taken on a whole new direction and meaning. I certainly didn't expect that to happen, but it's been really good for me. On the outside, I might seem like the same person I always was, but on the inside, there are massive changes happening, and it hasn't been that easy. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I feel extremely grateful for what this podcast has brought into my life, and I'm excited to be sharing this experience with you. I sincerely thank you for listening. Now, let's go to the conversation with Lisa, already in progress.
1: Relation to your reading, but speaking to that frustration that you're talking about of not being given... The, the total specific, answer yeah, yeah <laughs> give is, me i'm always like give me the a b c d and i'll do yeah. it That's well, the and frustration. we talked about yeah. that in that last meetup too where i'm yeah. like that too where i'm just like i want to know how i get from <laughs> this point to that point and most people come seeking that level uh-huh. of of uh answers mm-hmm. but it's just i mean i'm already starting to get into it here but
0: really i mean because i was going to ask you how you even got started with this like how did you realize that you had abilities like this
1: um abilities is a, like a an odd word for me i don't really think of it in that way i think that everyone has abilities um and that they that they experience them in different ways and but i do think that unless uh you're someone who, you know, it's just like hitting you over the head, which that has happened to me a few times. But um you have to learn to discern what what it feels like and what that information is because it's really easy to to just write it off as like oh that's just some weird thing that popped into my head, you know. So a large part of this journey has been um learning to trust and learning that that discernment yeah um, I,
0: I bet because yeah. I mean everyone gets those like yeah you know. I
1: mean when I've started like I didn't talk about this stuff for a long time and as I have started um, being more open with people and talking with some of my friends that I've been friends with for like 20 years and a lot of them are you know uh, pretty closed off to to some of these things, um, because they're coming from like I'm coming from a place of being raised in an environment that was, um, very like religious, my family wasn't, but my community was, and it felt oppressive. And so there's like a, a reaction against that, you know, that' I share with a lot of my friends. I don't necessarily, you know, have that sort of aversion at this point, but um, but it took me a while to feel comfortable enough to like talk to, some of those people about it and I was really surprised and they were like oh yeah well then I had this experience and like I really believe that everybody has uh the ability to access this stuff and it doesn't even have to always happen on a conscious awareness level Mm -hmm. you know so at what age did you start getting interested in tarot specifically um in high school so I had had some you know experiences when i was younger but when i was um 15 i had a dream about a car wreck that two friends got in and it felt so so real and um so i was like i told one of them about it and i was just like i don't know you, you know i don't think you should go out with this person because um i had this dream and this is you know like i saw y'all getting in a car wreck and it was really intense and um and one of my friends was like, okay, I'm not going to get in the car. And the other one was just like, oh, whatever. You know, that's that's just a dream. And like a month later, that that one called and said, I just got in a car wreck with this person and this is what happened and this is what I saw. And when she described it to me, it was like what I saw in my dream. Like I had seen it through her eyes, like the car rolling and the the visor, like, coming down and hitting her in the forehead, and then it stopped on its side, and there was, like, tall grass coming through the window. And and um, the other friend would have been in the back seat, which is where she usually sat when these this group of people all went out, and that part of the car got totally smashed. So she would not have, like, escaped that without some injuries. Um, and when that happened, it totally... I was just like, what, what? you know, like yeah. what just happened? Mm-hmm. That was totally inexplicable. How could I, I mean, I I was aware of like the idea of like precognition or whatever, but I was just like, this completely throws into question like time and space and everything, you know, and, um, and I think that just like opened me up to exploring some of that and I, I had gone to... The Renaissance festival with a field trip and had a, a reading there and was like, okay this is kind of cool I'll I'll try this out but this was like in the late 80s you know and they're just there it wasn't that easy to um, find resources. That was here in Texas? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Um, I mean I, I went and I found I got at a bookstore, I found a deck and a little guidebook, but the little guidebooks are often not very helpful. And um and it wasn't a thing like it's a thing today. Like there it's there's so much information that's out there in either book form or online. I mean, we didn't have online that didn't exist. So I um I just kind of set it aside for a long time. And then once I got into college, I just was on another path. Like, you know, I just, I was in art school and I was like doing other things. And, uh, so I didn't pursue it for a long time. And then, uh, I guess like, I'm trying to think how many years, like maybe about five years ago. Um, I had like sort of, several things all happen at once that made me decide to start paying attention to it again. And uh like the first the first thing that happened was that I was like uh having a online discussion with this woman that I had grown up with that I didn't really know that well, but we had reconnected on Facebook and she was a medium and I didn't even know she was a medium um because at that point she hadn't been really telling people either but as we were talking she started asking me questions about my grandmother and asking like what was what ethnicity was your grandmother and what did she you know did she look like this and I'm still just like talking about whatever we were talking about before and all of a sudden she just starts delivering messages from my grandmother that um they were about like uh me redoing her recipes and that she was, she would like stand there with me while I was doing that and fuss and like, oh, that's too much sugar. That's like too much of this and like, okay, that's right. And then like uh, me wearing her jewelry. And at the time I had a food blog and part of it was about recreating my grandmother's recipes. And and I also have a very large portion of her old jewelry and I, I wear it all the time. And um but those were things that I was like, oh, I mean, probably a lot of people like redo their grandmother's recipes and wear have their jewelry. So you know you talked yourself out yeah, of it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, I was talking myself <laughs> out of it. But then she was like, She has to go. She's giving you lots of kisses, lots and lots and lots and lots like she typed out the word lots, like, you know, twenty times. And my two kids who were young at the time were in another room having their screen time watching like Minecraft videos or something, which they don't, at the time, they would not have like gotten out of that room for anything except to like go to the bathroom. My son just comes running in the room, comes up behind me and just starts kissing my shoulder like over and over and over. Like every time I read the word lots, it was like kiss on my shoulder, like, you know? And then he just ran back in the other room, like giddy, just like laughing and closed the door. And again, I was just like, what just happened? <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. Um, so that was the thing that um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna f- like interview this person. I like talked to her for five hours one day, like ask, just asking her all these questions, like trying to get her perspective on it. Um, she started talking about her book at that point and uh she was talking about like the book of life or the akashic records which i had never heard of at that point and um and so you know she was just like bringing up all this stuff and um a few days later after talking with her i was with a very good friend of mine who i hadn't talked to in a while and she was telling me the story about uh I can't like some of this personal information for her, so I can't share yeah all of it. But um she was telling me some things that she had been going through and this uh this woman who was a neighbor, like was driving by and saw her and got out of her car and was like, um i don't know if you know this but i am a psychic and i read akashic records and sometimes information comes through and but i don't ever try to like uh push that on people but if you're open to it something just came through and i'll tell you you know and my friend was like okay <sighs> and she told her you know stuff that was like sh- you know health related things that my friend had actually only just found out about oh wow! and um and so I was like, what's the Akashic Records? Like, what is that? And she was like describing it as like this book and whatever. And I was like, well, she, my other friend was just talking about this book. So that led me to getting a reading with this woman. And when I, when that happened, it was just like, uh, like my direction completely changed. Like the, the accuracy that was coming forward from her about things that like, um, uh, like I was aware of but I really hadn't considered uh, were it was just mind-blowing and um, so that's what really began the exploration but um, I I found that as soon as I turned my attention to it it's just sort of exploded Um, it was like just the opening of those abilities and then I mean, I'm using that word, but again, it's a problematic word. Um, but I also, in that whole research stage was reading a lot and talking to other people and learning about what does it feel like, you know, and that helped me recognize when things were coming through. And I was, then I was able to actually look back on other experiences and realize like, oh, that's what that was, you know? Um,
0: You know, what's interesting is I'll just say this. So we got readings from you Mm -hmm. and what was different about what you did than what I've typically seen in other people who do the same thing is that it seemed like you really took it serious. Like you really put a lot of effort and work into it and it was really professional, like the way it was done. And I just had never seen anyone do it like that. And then it was like the attention to detail, and everything seemed to me like you really believed that this is something really important and almost like, um, almost like people take their careers, you know, their jobs and they take it real serious, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like, I I felt that from, from what you gave us. Yeah. And I think part of that is because of what happened to you and how you came into this. Yeah, I think so.
1: And I, I, I honestly, um, like I'm actually learning to open the Akashic records from, and that's a whole nother thing that we don't have to go into, but, um, I, I feel like, um, like that's a very deep level of, of connection and possibility of information coming forward. Um, and I, as I had been doing the tarot readings more and more i kind of was feeling it was the same feeling that i had when i was in my getting an, an akashic record reading with this woman who i now go to pretty regularly but um you know so i feel like it kind of comes from the same place i mean there's certainly potential for Using it on more of like an entertainment level, like if you're going to an event, I don't do that because I don't enjoy that and I don't feel like there's as much value in it, but it can be fun to, you know, you go to an event, you just get like a little mini reading, but it doesn't provide you with a lot of insight. And for, for me, it's really about, um, like getting that insight that can trigger you to begin a, a direction of exploration that's gonna help you. So, so I
2: was wondering if, um, did you learn a process to connect to spirit and then read the cards or did you just kind of have your own
1: process that came up naturally, intuitively for you? Um, mostly it was through self-exploration. Um, I did there's um, there's like I, I was saying there's like a lot of online resources now and so I was going online and reading things about like the, you know these this is the method that you use and but I I, I feel like um, like uh, there's this thing I read recently that I that really resonated with me that I think it comes from uh, like a Hindu saying but I don't really If I'm butchering this, I apologize, but, um, it's the, you know, there's like a, a million paths up the mountain and it really doesn't matter which one you take. Uh, the only person who doesn't get to the top of the mountain is the one who's running around the bottom telling everyone else they're doing it wrong. So I feel like, you know, with any kind of modality, uh, whether it's the cards or, um, you know tea leaves or like whatever um there's a lot of ways to do it and the important part is that you find the way that works for you so you can learn from what other people are doing and and when you're a total beginner I think it's helpful but at some point you have to just you know say this is how I'm doing it um and trust yourself and your ability to you know to have that level of authority for yourself. So,
0: yeah, I, I really like the approach that you take where you're you're actually trying to help someone along their path. Like you're trying to get them to explore something that maybe is important to them or potentially could be important to them. And I think that's probably the difference between what I've experienced with others and, and what you do, but I'll just say like, when I read, you know, what you gave us, the reading, you know, it was so it, what she did was I'll, I'll just explain this for the listeners is um, she just let us pick out like you had a few different titles for the types of readings you do. And you just let us pick one and then you went ahead and and I guess you you placed the cards and you did your thing and then you gave us a printed sheet of um, of what what came through I guess and when I read that I was shocked because it was some of it was literally word for word what I had written down just a couple of days earlier because I've been writing things down mm-hmm. and I went to see someone who actually does Akashic Records yeah and so some of the questions and things I had written down before that um you actually addressed specifically yeah in that reading and it was just to me, it was surprising, but it was very helpful. You know, it really was to me. It was like on another level helpful.
1: That's good. I'm yeah, be- <laughs> yeah,
0: because I had been, I'll just tell the story. So if you've, if you've listened to the, the, we have an episode where we talk about the shadow, right? And so what happened during that episode was weird because my shadow was triggered and I just felt really self-conscious. And I had been feeling like that for a few days. And I felt really insecure and and inadequate. I had been feeling that for a few days. And when we did the shadow episode, it really like went full blast. And I just felt really bad inside about myself and towards myself. And then I kind of worked through it a little bit. I thought I did. And so then it kind of subsided a bit. And then I was training for a marathon. You remember I was training for a marathon and... I had been reading this book like this is going to be this great peak experience in your life and you know you're, you're it's just going to be amazing. And so I had all these expectations for for that. And then I ran I ran it and I finished and which is a big deal, you know? I had never done anything like that and you know that's a very hard thing to do. And I didn't feel that at all. I felt really disappointed in myself because I thought I would do better than I did. Mm -hmm. And and then it started that loop again where I just felt bad and I just was beating myself up. And this went on for weeks and it got to the point where it was so bad, I felt paralyzed at my job. Like I couldn't do anything. Like I, I literally couldn't do my job because I was like, I'm not gonna do this right. Like I can't do this. You know, that's how I felt. And it was just this overwhelming sense of like, there's no hope, you know? And that's when I started writing some of this stuff down to go see this Akashic records person. And I even literally wrote like the words like self-sabotage, um, and just a lot of things that I was feeling. And then I read your, your reading and it was all about that. You know, part of it was, was all about that. And, um, so it just hit home you know that's kind of the background of of what what it what it did for me and um I feel like some of the other parts of that reading where you talk about how um just different things ways I can approach things in my life Mm -hmm. I think are going to be very helpful
1: good I'm glad to hear that yeah I don't usually get that level of feedback so that's great
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, it's a long story, but mm-hmm. that's that's what was going on with me, you know. And I even told Tiana about that, you know.
1: The
2: weird thing was that, I mean, you didn't tell me how deeply all of this stuff... I mean, I remembered at the shadow time, but then I didn't... You didn't talk about it, so I didn't know that this was going on really deeply with Tim. And then I just had this dream a few nights ago where I found... I, I, I walk into a room and, and Tim was like laying there just like crumpled on the like paralyzed like he said and I was so shocked because I was like what's wrong with Tim mm-hmm. I, I I didn't know anything was wrong Tim and Tim had just told me like it, it's okay I'm handling it on my own and um and then I I messaged him and then he told me oh actually that that yeah that's what I've been go-. I was like oh my gosh how come you didn't say anything I had no idea but it's so great that this came this opportunity came up just I guess because I think Tim is the kind of person who who just will try to figure it all out on his own and not like um, feel like he should burden anybody by asking for help and so it's but the universe made it so that um, Tim Tim could you know be feel supported and know he's supported so it's really beautiful
1: I think what happens with shadow elements is that um, they just are they're gonna keep surfacing and annoying you and like trying to get your attention in various ways. And when you have those like confirmations, like, Oh, I wrote this. And then this other person said it in this reading. And then I got it in this reading. It's now shouting at you, you know, and it's in your conscious level awareness to a point. Now you can't ignore it, but that's exactly what has to happen with shadow work. Like you have to look it in the face and deal with it. And that's, so much of what comes forward i mean everybody has shadow work that they have to do myself included i'm working on stuff right now too um but yeah that's a huge part of what comes forward in readings for me It's really brave of you to, I mean, to put it out here for the whole world. I mean, not that the whole
2: world is listening to our podcast, but they're (laughs) going to. (laughs) Eventually, yes. uh, So that the whole world will know um, that's how vulnerable you're making yourself but that's how empowered you're becoming at the same time yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean it doesn't feel like you know like i'm, I'm doing anything that's out of the ordinary for me i feel like i'm pretty open on the, when i'm on the recordings it's, it's weird because like in my real life i have a really difficult time like even with my wife like telling her about this and how i feel inside but then i get on the podcast and i'm like oh yeah this is how i feel inside <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> That's but, good, though. Yeah it's, yeah, it's
0: it's therapeutic in a way,
2: yeah. and then so speaking of shadow stuff, so so yeah, that was um my own shadow stuff was getting triggered. like I asked um for a reading about, and I've and I've also I've talked about this on the podcast before, how this year I've been going through just some health challenges, and it's still not crystal clear what exactly it is. There are theories, and I've had some success, but also still, Nothing is very clear. And and I normally don't seek out um, like intuitive type. I did actually actually have an intuitive reading that I intuitively felt to go to intuitive reader uh, earlier. And I got some spiritual information that was aligned with already what I was thinking, but um, nothing specific. Mm -hmm. And I guess when it comes to things like health, like I, I want this like clear path yeah and this specific you know diagnosis <laughs> yeah. I want this like unifying theory because there's all these different types of symptoms and I can look at like oh what is the spiritual symbolic significance of this and all of this and I can go down like so many different rabbit holes and I have and so I've gotten to the point where I have gotten things kind of under control but there's still no clear understanding of what it is and and when you know it will be fully healed um and so so, yeah, I, I got the reading um, from Lisa and it and it, it is helpful information, but it is it is the way that that my guides speak to me too. the way that spirit speaks is um, it's sort of in riddles in mm-hmm. a way. And it is sort of like, oh, it, it is to a point of like you have the answers within you and you know, you're on a journey to find them and, you know, kind of like, oh, you can sort of you have a blind spot over here. And, um, take a look at that blind spot. Mm -hmm. And I felt myself get just triggered like, ah, just give me the answer. (laughs) But, um, yeah, but, but, but it is, I'm going to sit with it some more and I'm going to go back to it some more and just kind of, because it is a a process of unfolding. But, um, but I felt when that happened, I felt myself feel frustrated towards Lisa. I knew it wasn't about Lisa. I mean, so I was watching myself. I was, that was my shadow stuff coming up. It's this, um, you know, it's naturally I, I so I wanted to ask about this. This is why I'm bringing it up. Um, you have this kill the messenger. <laughs> not not look, I mean, obviously, like, no, I mean, it wasn't really, but I felt my frustration felt towards Lisa, but I knew it wasn't, but I, I could feel it. And I was trying to work through it so that um, that energy wouldn't be present here mm-hmm. today. Um. So but I did want to ask about that. Like, I'm sure that that happens for people who, who don't, look inside and so if they don't get the answer or even my friend just posted this like meme where um you know it's like oh pull the cards again you know this kind of joke about like if somebody gets if you give cards that they don't like like if they want you to pull it again or if they get angry or frustrated so maybe you can speak
1: on if that happens to you or how you how you deal first i i want to talk about that i think there's a lot to talk about there but i do want to say really quickly because yours was about a medical Um, issue I mean it was about that but it's about a lot more than that um, that like ethically I that's not something I can do is diagnose anyone and um and it's important to say that so um that wasn't necessarily like the point of that reading but yeah and you brought Um, and she
2: brought that up to me
1: beforehand and and I said yes I I know I get that yeah and And I knew you did but I mean (laughs) you have have to say it but I think it's it's important to say it in this context where people other people hear it because um I think there's so much, uh, misinformation out there about, um, what kind of information can come forward in this. So it's just, yeah, you got to say it. So to like, to your question though, um, yes, that does sometimes happen, but it doesn't really happen that often. I think that when there's resistance like that, there's two parts of it. Um, I think when you're working on the level that I work with my readings, it is about lessons and you're not going to be told the answer to the lesson like that defeats the entire purpose. So, um, what it is doing is whatever this step is that you're in right now, it's going to help you bring some clarity on that. Uh, into your conscious level of awareness. And that's really what tarot is doing, you know, unlike energy work, which is a totally different thing, but it's still the same. I mean, it's still accessing energy. It's just translating it into language, um, which is how our intellectual brains work. So it's putting it in a framework, you know, that our thinking mind uh, can can wrap itself around But there is that, um, then sort of like a battle between the thinking brain wanting to like step it out further than maybe is of benefit at that point. So I find things come forward and as sort of like a breadcrumb trail, like I'm going to give you this breadcrumb and then you're going to get to this next point. And now I'm going to give you some hints that when you get to that point, if you look back at this, you might. Uh, realize like oh there was actually stuff in there but I just didn't understand it yet because I wasn't to this point like I actually have had things in readings that I've had done for me that like three years later I feel like oh you should go back and read the transcript of that reading you had and I'll turn right to the page in my journal where it is and it's like something I'm dealing with in that moment but I never would have known it. So I think that can happen. Like I've it's, had that a lot yeah. on my spiritual journey. Um, yeah. And I, it sounds like you and I are kind of similar in terms of like, we wanna, like, we wanna figure it out. <laughs> like I wanna, you know, that I'm a planner. And that's what I've always done like in my, my corporate job before, you know, and, and it's all about like planning things out and um, figuring it out with your logical brain. But this process is not about using your logical brain. And it's not about like, um, abandoning that. Like, I don't encourage anyone to abandon that. Um, but there's like another level of processing, uh, and planning that we do on kind of a unconscious level or subconscious level. I don't know what you want to call it, but, um, yeah, there is that whole, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a planner,
2: but I am, um, a type of a person who likes to, make all the connections yeah that, that's always i'm always like i'm learning something different and something different and then boop boop boop, boop i can see how they're all connected right. and i love those little like ah, oh, that's why this and this yeah. is why that and they're all connected and so when i have all these different pieces and they're not seeming to like connect into this picture i get really frustrated and i keep moving the pieces around and i keep you know yeah. and so that's kind of what i've been doing is just like moving these pieces around and it's still not making like a, a cohesive yeah. picture and it, i know like part of my lesson it, has often been about surrender I mean even my phone screensaver says trust the process it's a lot of just go and let it unfold yeah. and all of that
1: and yours, is, yours was different than Tim's because yours you ha- kind of have to let it play out before it's gonna resonate I think like yours is, was talking on a level of like these things are here let's just acknowledge them and and kind of bring them into sharper focus for you. But yours or yours was really more about like, um, these are the potentialities. If you, if you follow this process and allow things to unfold. So, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a different kind of reading, um, to, to give and to receive. So Mm -hmm. as far as people being resistant and like the kill the messenger or shoot the messenger thing you said let's hope there's no killing all, but, um, and I, I usually yeah. don't like to use expressions that are violent so yeah. I'm surprised I even said that one but yeah I had to fight myself earlier when I was talking about the paths up the mountain to to not say there are many ways to skin the cat because uh-huh. I absolutely hate that Phrase, because poor cat. So many, um, but of these expressions are very violent yeah, from old times. It mm-hmm. just that's that's the a phrase from my culture, and I have no idea what the origin of it is. But it's like I just didn't want to say it, so I used the mountain one instead. But anyways, like um, people, yeah, it it happens sometimes. But I actually find it happens most in like relationship readings where mm. people are asking about. Um, you know, a lot of times it's someone from their past or uh, they having a hard time like dealing, uh, healing old wounds or releasing this person or whatever. And what comes up in the cards is not what they wanted to hear. And I, I feel like, you know, one of the strengths that I, I have is that I'm a good communicator and I can empathize with people. And I, um, yeah, I've been through stuff myself, so I know how to say things in a way that are honest and direct but still sensitive and hopefully helpful but you still sort of still sometimes get people who are like well that was you know all really relevant and seemed really good you know but at the same time I just don't know if about you know if that's right about this person and and that's you know that's the they they just have to Get a little farther along, but um, they they came they got the reading for a reason. They were ready to hear it on some level, even if they weren't ready. I think that was like a really important point is
2: um, about how you say something, Mm -hmm. and that um, and and that even though, like you said, everybody could awaken their spiritual abilities or um, gifts to to do this kind of thing it does require the more spiritually mature and grown you are as a person, the better reader you'll be. Because I've seen that. So when I was younger, like in my early 20s, before I was even on a spiritual path, I used to like to go to psychics. And and there are people who can just tap into that realm, but they're not very grown spiritually themselves. And so the way they interpret it or the way they deliver the message mm-hmm. can actually be very harmful to people Yeah, and so um i think that's really important is that although it is something i think for the most part people don't go to tarot reader school <laughs> to learn it is sort of like self study and, and practice um yeah i think that that piece is, is is one of the most important pieces is that someone is continuing to grow themselves and um, being able to transmit this message or the information um, in a way that is empowering and, and positive to the person versus like, oh, you know, you have a lot of uh, issues and, <laughs>
1: right. and oh, you, you need to yeah, work like, on them, you know. Get over him, honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. Come on. <laughs> You don't do that, hopefully. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that was one of the things that I really appreciated about your reading was that, you know, the way that you laid it out for me, some of the stuff that I could potentially be working on or exploring was said in such a way that it was almost like, you know, encouraging me to do it, but not saying that I needed to really or anything like that. It was just like, you know, here here is this thing. And it, it specifically, there was this one part where it talked about how I have this internal tension between uh like like sort of a traditional life and, and maybe exploring this energy that's inside of me that wants to go in a different way because I feel that maybe the way I'm living isn't like reaching my highest potential or even for my highest good really or why I'm in this life right now you know and I do feel that tension a lot and so I question myself and some of my decisions and for me to hear that, you know, or even read it in your reading was, it's hard for me because I don't, <laughs> that's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to think about that. I don't yeah. want to think like, hey, you might have to change your lifestyle at some point to be truly like fulfilled. Yeah. And because that's scary to me.
1: I completely <laughs> understand that on a personal level. I'll just say, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so for you to say that in my reading, you know, it's sometimes I don't want to hear that. But like you said earlier, it's on some level I am ready to hear that, mm-hmm. and I do need to to think about it at least.
2: Yeah, I could I could feel your diplomacy in the right. Like I, I could say, you know, I was like, oh, I know that there's a lot of other ways you could have said this and I recognize yeah. that you're saying it in this way and it does make me feel better. Um,
1: well, and it's, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to know exactly how to describe the way that the words come out. I mean, because it's its me, it's my personality, but I think also it is a bit of channeling going on, mm-hmm. you know, um, but like with yours, I had. Uh, I'm pointing it at, at Tiana. Um, I had a Tiana. I'm sorry. I keep. I feel like I say your name differently each time. And cool. I like get to pro- yeah. be different it's each probably, time. <laughs> I don't know if that's annoying. I apologize if I'm doing that. But um, so yours. It was a very much like you know. She understands this stuff. Just be concise and say it in a direct way. Um, there and and there's no need to elaborate on some things that I probably would have elaborated with on for other people. Um, whereas yours was total stream of consciousness. It was just like, these are the words that are, are, and I'm, I, I type it like that's the way that I do the reading is like, it's the, I'm doing, I'm typing it out as it's coming through me. So, um,
0: yeah, and we had never met before. By the way, she had yeah. never seen me before. She did the reading or anything. So, you, you, did, it must have been just like something yeah. coming through you.
1: It's easier to read for people that I've never met. Okay. Um, because then I don't have to, uh, and I have learned how to do this. But you know, especially in the beginning, it's like, am I projecting? Um, you know, how much of this is me? Uh, just like thinking this person, this is what this person needs to hear, or whatever, like you, that's part of learning that discernment. Um, so when you've never met someone, you don't have to do that at all. Um, but when you have met someone or if it's someone, you know, really well, like I read for my sister and I was just the whole time, I was like, this is weird, but (laughs) I was reading about career stuff that there's no way I really could have known that stuff. So, um, you know, yeah. what about the cards um did you do you feel
2: like um i mean i don't know if you did you study a lot the symbology or is it more intuitive
1: that you work with the card that yeah comes out? so the cards there's again it's like there's a lot of paths and there are different decks out there and now there's like a, a like this golden era of tarot that's happening or something, but there's a million decks out there. And I love collecting artist created decks cause I'm an artist too. And I, I would like to create my own deck at some point. So it's just, I like seeing what other people do. Um, but they have like offered such a spectrum of how you can do readings too, that are not totally reliant on this like esoteric, uh, set of knowledge about symbols um but you can certainly go down that route if if your mind works that way and i know a lot of readers who do like bring in astrology and numerology and kabbalah and like all of that stuff is woven into the traditional decks which honestly are only just barely a hundred years old or or you know 150 years old so even though the cards have been around since, like, you know, slightly before the Renaissance, they were not used for divination. They were just playing cards until the 18th century. And that's when they started to really be used for this purpose. So, this is all new stuff. So, when we're talking about like this set of uh, knowledge, it's like it's a construct that some person came up with this system as humans do. And, you know, so there's always room for, um, altering that and changing. And I think we're doing that a lot right now, um, because we're in a time that's changing and, um, but, but I, I, I did actually bring some numerology into Tim's reading, which I don't usually do, but it was like, it, that's, it stuck out and it was relevant. But, um, but a lot of times I just go off of, um, like in the, in the Image the visual that's on the the card. Like I'll get drawn to a specific detail, and I know, like you know, I've done it enough now. I know what the basic card meanings are, so that's kind of a starting point. But it's like it may go in a totally different direction, you know.
0: So you are an artist because at the end you give. Um, you know, a a painting, I guess, that you made yourself, and then we'd have a meditation that we're supposed
1: to. Yeah, so that's, um, that's actually how I started doing um, the readings for other people, because I was just doing them for myself. And the, I call it a a visual meditation. It was just something that I started doing for myself on a daily basis. Like I would pull a card, and then I would do this little painting that I, I do consider to be something that's channeled and uh writing and at first it was just like some keywords or phrases it's evolved into like short poetry because i that's another thing that i like to do so they're still operating in the same way where there's information coming through it's it's like working at a level in your brain that responds to abstract imagery and more lyrical poetry uh rather than just like well here's the deal here's what you need to know like it just it it work. It, your brain is functioning in a different you know way mm-hmm. um so those like uh you can i offer those like by themselves or as an add-on to a tarot tarot reading which is what i did for each of you so. Yeah,
2: I think it's so cool. Like that's not something I've seen done before, and I, I like that. Like you said, that it's kind of working on the two different sides of our brain—one yeah. through the the logical side, and one through the you know sim- symbolic side—and um, having a way to sort of anchor it mm-hmm. into our life, just even by looking at it daily yeah. and, and connecting to that energy.
1: Yeah, and if y'all don't mind, if I talk about those for a bit because they're they they've been it is not something that i've seen other people doing and it's hard to explain to people so i would love to like try to do that at oh yeah point. please um, do yeah so um so they're you know they're small uh little paintings about like eight by 11 inches i think um they're you know kind of scribbly Uh, most of them are really abstract. Sometimes they take on like a pictorial, like Tim's house, kind of a pictorial thing, actual objects or things in it, um, that I see. Other people may not see it, but, um, some of them are just like spirals and like a color field. So there's no guarantee, like what it's going to end up being, but I was doing those for myself and I, I was just getting, very strongly like that I needed to start sharing these with other people and that there was something that I wasn't seeing and I was getting like you were describing I was getting so frustrated like what is the thing that I am not seeing (laughs) because it just kept coming up over and over in different ways and um and like I love the way that I ended up figuring it out because it was like my grandmother came back into it and I do feel like she's she pops in sometimes and helps out like because we were very close and, and, uh, she was funny, you know, she was funny and light, you know, I she had her a lot of challenges in her life, but our relationship was very, like we had a way of speaking to each other. And so one day I was like doing my thing and I had asked, I was like, I need this one to give me some sort of more direct, you know, hint, not a hint. Like just tell me, like, what's the thing that I'm not seeing? And so I start, you know, when I start these, it's just like I'm drawn to a color, I kind of get a, a wash of that color, and then it just, my hand just starts putting in details. And then maybe at the end, if it's pictorial, I'll be like, oh, that's a caterpillar, or that's a tree. And I might just like, okay, here's like some leaves and like, finish it out. But I don't really know what I'm drawing. Um, and all of a sudden, I start as I was doing that one, I was I saw that I had drawn a like a spider in the center of the image, and there was like a web around it. And so I just like added a bunch of eyeballs, like that was that was my conscious brain contribution was like, I'll just put a bunch of eyes on this. And then the words that came through were like different, usually, it's like this very neutral. Um, like teacher voice you know but this one was totally it was my grandmother and it just was like this like the even the the phrasing of it was if it was a spider it would have bit you on the nose like that's what the words were but I still was just Uh like I don't get it you know (laughs) like and I sat the drawing up and just like stared at it all day as I was doing other things I'd come back and I'd look at it and then that night i just like sat in front of it for a couple of hours and was just like what's the thing and then the words came through in my grandmother's voice in my head again and i was just like oh i'm look the spider was like right in front of my nose like the thing is these like these drawings these are the <laughs> thing and that's what i can be start sharing with people so i started then like experimenting with doing them for um i just put it out on facebook like to my facebook friends and said i'd like to try this if anyone like five people first five people to comment i'll do it for you and um so some of those people i knew well and some of them i didn't really know well and there was one and again i can't like describe the specifics of it because of you know just respecting people's privacy but there was one that like kind of what you were saying tim that the person was like, you just said verbatim like something that was repeated to me by someone else and then what you drew is something that I was looking at when I got this email and I opened the email and there's your drawing and I look up and on my wall in front of me is a more, is a more like complicated form of what you just drew. And that was the one that I was like, okay, I guess I can trust this, you <laughs> yeah. know? wow. And it was also helpful for me to to learn that discernment because the, as I was drawing it, I was like, oh, I don't think this person is going to like this color, and I don't think this person, I think this is too, like, minimal, you know, for this person. I don't think they're going to like the style of it. And like, I really just was questioning everything that I was doing, and so i I was able to identify that as just you know that was my own like ego fear um
2: yeah so do you always do you ever like crumble a little bit and go oh no no I think that's not the
1: right start and start over or do you always go with the first one that you started it's a, I've with? never I've never ever like redone it There's been a couple that I've done for myself that Uh I was like, well, that is fugly. Like (laughs) I, you know, I'm just not even going to, I'm just going to keep that in a box. Like I got the message, but the execution of it, like, I don't need to really display that one. So
0: you did these custom just for us. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I do. I mean,
1: I do the one, the ones that I do for myself, I make available to people because I think the, the messaging on them are things that are um generalized enough like i re- i don't put my own personal information on there <laughs> but it's it's stuff that pe- can apply to anyone um and i consider them little their original paintings yeah, so, yeah. i want to you know, i'm going to look at it at
2: night before i go to bed because i think then it can it can work through in my sub yeah. super conscious and yeah. kind of bring it
1: up into dream material that might help me yeah and it. so that's the other part of it is that then the the finished product is something that um, you know you can either, if you practice meditation, which I've done this, where you are sitting there meditating and looking at it, or like you know just have it. Uh, you know you can frame it. You can just like put a magnet on it on your fridge or like whatever it can be as precious or unprecious as you want it. Um, like keep it in a drawer and like pull it out whenever you need to. Whatever you want it to do. Um, but just like someone um, described it as, uh, and I have, I actually have because I loved this one so much. Um, this testimonial, uh, I have this on my website. Somebody described it as the eyes in a haunted painting that follow you around the room, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that is beautiful. Like yeah. I love that description so much. Um,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm getting. S- a lot from mine good yeah it's really awesome
1: I mean every time I do one I'm always just like so like how yeah. how are they gonna respond to this like because yours is a little scribbly you know and I, I was like is he just gonna think I'm crazy but I guess <laughs> no. if he does that's okay
0: No, I mean I you can know? tell you what I'm like some of the things yeah that are I mean if you're I can see down here there's like flames there's a fire And that's exactly what you talked about in the beginning of my reading. The overall theme is that there's a lot of fire in it because um, something about me working on my spirituality or something and that's like has this fiery energy. Mm -hmm. And um, I do feel like this fire, you know, deep in me somewhere. And that kind of like speaks to me in this image. And then as it works its way up, it kind of gets more... Cohesive, and then eventually it turns into like a caterpillar right here, Mm -hmm. which you know, that's transformation. You know, caterpillar turns into a butterfly, so and also has like this radiance too, like this, you know, like almost like the sun, like this bright radiance coming out. So, yeah, I mean, all of that is like I just look at it, and that's what I feel, yeah, yeah.
1: And then when, as I would, I don't know, like this is sort of extra, I guess, I don't usually share what I'm getting as I'm creating these, but as I, uh, there was a point where I saw that it was a caterpillar, and I kind of finished out the details of it, but then I started, before I started writing the words, the visual I got was like how a caterpillar moves kind of section by section, you know? like if you can visualize that and Mm -hmm. that's what the words ended up being that's how it started at least like I got that image that that kind of uh movement was somehow relevant to what you're going through the sort of sectional yeah
0: progress yeah I I mean it makes sense yeah totally
1: um
2: yeah that fits you it does yeah
0: (laughs) it kind of does huh Mm -hmm. yeah I just um slowly section by section <laughs> make my way there yeah. so which is a good way to do it
1: yeah i mean they're, they're, i i've I was talking to a friend recently and i was saying you know i think that um when you try to plan things out again it's that whole like breadcrumb thing but when you try to plan things out uh, from where you are in any given moment like you almost sell yourself short because you have no idea the kind of growth you're going to go through. And like three steps ahead, you may realize like, oh, I'm capable of so much more than I thought I was back there, but I have this plan now and I've got to totally redo this plan. But if you just sort of like, okay, this is this is what I'm working on now. And I know I have this end goal in mind, you know, so I'm Working towards that and moving in that direction, but it's not a rigid, stepped-out thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, because I know for
2: myself that I've, I'm still going through, and I've had sort of a spiritual coming-out thing, <laughs> where a little by little, I'm, I'm becoming more and more open. I mean, obviously, now with this podcast, um, so I was just wondering because I'm sure there are still there are people that have this negative stereotype about being a tarot um reader and so I was wondering are you like fully out about that in your life or do you kind of depending on the person or have you got any negative reaction to that? I am
1: pretty much fully out but um I don't really talk about it with a whole lot of people um most people have been really accepting including my family um you know when I told my mom about that I was doing this professionally, she was like, Oh, well your grandmother did that sometimes, you know? So which I had no idea. So, but I, the same one. That, yeah. The same oh, one. Wow. So it was, yeah, my mom's mom. So yeah, I just, I wasn't expecting her to just be so like, Oh yeah, whatever. But there have been some people who, uh, who have been resistant in various ways. Either those people are going to drop off or you're going to work through it with them. And I think for the most part, I've I either have or am in the process of working through it with them. But I did I just decided at some point like I'm not gonna hide, you know. I have friends who are out in other ways that are much harder than being a tarot reader. <laughs> and if, you know, um, I feel like it does does me and everyone else a disservice whenever you hide. And I and, and I know there's there's there are people who are in families or in um, communities where they would experience a lot of backlash, and so I'm not saying that the choice I made is it would be the right choice for every everybody who's reading tarot. But you know, I I live in Austin; it's fairly accepting, and
2: I think it helps to be able to to for you to come on and be someone who can explain things in a kind of grounded just common sense way and so a lot of times with these different things we just have to explain it in a way that other people get if you yeah. say it like oh I'm um, just connecting to this energy and this is the way that I interpret it and like you said you said yeah. something like that before and there's these different tools that we can use but everyone can can connect to this energy and this is just a tool that I use to connect or, or this art is just a way that you express that yeah. and and people can read that doesn't sound so weird it's just that these tools they have this there's these old stories you know and these superstitions that people have about these tools
1: that make them all and then of course all these horror movies (laughs) that make people all freaked out there's a lot of that I mean um and and part of that is actually where the the origins of when uh in the 18th century of when it started being used for uh divination it was there was a, a, a mystique that was intentionally created around it. It was 18th century marketing, you know, <laughs> that like made it feel like it was, um, you know, this just like really, it, it, it is woo-woo, I guess, but it was like even more woo-woo than it really is. And there were, there were some just totally not- accurate things that were being said about it. Like it, it comes from, uh, Egypt, ancient Egypt and whatever, like, you know, um, there's no evidence that has those ties, but some of the decks have a lot of, um, that symbiology like woven into them because of that. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, the way it's portrayed in movies especially like really um contributes to people's misconceptions about it. I don't have any goal to to like be the spokesperson for it or change anyone's minds. I mean, if people believe this is evil and you're satanic, nothing I say is going to change that person's mind or that everyone who does this is a fraud or whatever. Like I'm not going to change that person's mind, but but I do think it's you know important to to be to have the visibility and to talk about it because it's um it's actually potentially a really helpful tool and that some people might be open to it if they realize this is not just something that is gonna be used to like predict my future and what's the use in that and you know are you just it's a novelty thing it can be used for. Some really like um, hard stuff.
0: Yeah, it's you know? It, you know, it's like a lot of things. So if you're open minded to almost anything, you know, you're gonna see um, you're gonna see it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're you tend to be closed off about something, you're only gonna see that limited view that you already have, you know. But but it's strange because we, we talk about this a lot, but. But there is something happening, you know, just with people in general that we're moving past that and starting to become more accepting of all kinds of things, you know, not just tarot, but, um, you know, all sorts of things that maybe just even 10 or 20 years ago were completely taboo or just a joke to some people. Now people take really seriously and um, are open about it. I don't know. I just see that happening a lot more now.
1: I think it's a sim- like a, a symptom of of a larger change towards like egalitarianism and not having all the you know the the power and the knowledge held by the small elite group of people. And certainly, tarot kind of started out that way. You know, it came like the, a lot of it came from these like hermetic orders they were all men and like you had to be in the secret society and you know and that's part of what has contributed to this mystique about it too but it's like it's really accessible by anyone and there's a lot of people I love right now like the traditional decks are um you know everybody's white and everyone's hetero and there's like kings and queens and an emperor and an empress and like these really outdated, um, power structures and hierarchies that still exist, but, um, they are changing rapidly. And I, I, there's a lot of deck creators who are actively altering, um, the way that that stuff is portrayed, which I think is a great thing. And, and yeah, it's just like, as people are claiming their power in all kinds of areas of life, like this is another facet of that.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that exact same thing. It's just another way of us, you know, reclaiming our power. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's symbolic of, of our evolution, of our collective conscious evolution, you know? Yeah. Is there anywhere that people can find you online or?
1: Yeah. Um, my website is open window com, And, on most of the social media as well. So you can find me through that website on there, but it's all some sort of if you just Google open window meditations too. I'm sure it'll come up. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys. This was really fun. It was. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of beyond the illusion. I'd like to say thank you to our guest, Lisa Rawlinson for sharing her knowledge and gifts with us. We really appreciate her taking the time to speak with us. I also want to thank Casey Henson for creating the music and Tiana Roser for all the work she does on this podcast. For more information about this podcast, as well as past episodes and more, please visit our website at beyondtheillusionpodcast.com and be sure to follow us on social media as well. Take care.